Welcome, Welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Welcome to Pastors Live. It is so good to have you tuning in, whether it's morning, evening, noon, or night. Doesn't matter. We are so happy that you have tuned in. And if you accidentally so stumbled upon us, uh, upon us, well, um, we're so sorry uh, for your <laughs> loss. Uh, today is Friday, June 23rd, the year of our Lord, 2023, episode 802, season 8. And the daily reading today comes from Acts, Proverbs, Psalm, and Isaiah. If you would like to follow along with the daily reading plan, please go to watersprings.net, check out the daily reading plan, or go to the Watersprings Idaho Falls app, which is the green one. And uh, we'd love to have you reading along with us as we access God's Word to see how He guides us through every single day of our lives. And then check out the Daily Truth For You videos, which is a pastor on staff just giving a little commentary to the daily reading. Did you know... Before we get into uh, before we get into uh, the day, what the day is? It's actually a very somber day. Thank you, Gary, for sharing that one. Uh, we'd like to, we'd like to tell you who is in studio today because it's such a joy to work with these gentlemen. Number one on my right is the man, the myth, the, the legend. legend. Under glass, Shane McCurry, no. Sir, Sir Gary Austin. <laughs> Woo! Oh my goodness. Sir Gary Austin, the Gary, voice of the valley. Gary, oh, Gary. And you know, I, I've done you a disservice. Uh, give me a second here. <clears throat> Gary Austin, the voice <laughs> of the valley. Welcome, Gary Austin. Oh, I'm just an engineer. <laughs> In God's work. And he's very humble. Ladies and, and gentlemen, this man is so talented. <laughs> but to Gary's right, to my left, is the one, the only, Pastor Shane McCurry. Yeah. Hello. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> we also have a few empty chairs and empty tables in here. Hi, James. Uh, little... <laughs> How are you? Hey, James, you've got an empty chair there and an empty head. Uh, we're missing Pastor Ty and Pastor Dave. They are out doing ministry, probably enjoying life. At the moment, um, across from me is Simeon. Simeon, say hi. That one was for Pastor Dave. And I'm James. So good to be here with hey, my James. buddies. And uh, we're going to launch this day. Actually, this is um, this is a little bit of a somber day. Today is National Widows Day. Mm. Did you know that widowhood yeah. is more common than you think? The U.S. Census Bureau says that there are more than 13 million people who have lost a spouse in the U.S., with over 11 million of them being women. Losing your partner is never an easy thing, especially when you add the poverty and injustice faced by millions of widows and their independence. However, we... As a body of believers who are called to live a life that Christ has called us to live, we are to minister to the widows and the orphans. We're to take care of them. So if that number is true, there are over 11 million of them that are women and over 13 million people who have lost a spouse. There is a vast number of people who need us to minister to them. If you felt like you weren't called to ministry, think about those numbers for a minute. That's someone in your neighborhood who has probably lost a spouse. Go get to know your neighbors. Find out who the widows and orphans are. Find out who the people are who need Jesus. Bring mm. Jesus to their doorstep. Why are you living where you live? It isn't just because your house looks nice or you stumbled into this place because your, your application got approved for that apartment. You are there for a reason. Ask God to show you the reason that you're living where you live. It isn't all about your comfort. It's about you being the salt and light in your neighborhood and to your neighbors. 
Yeah. You know, widow's ministry is something special. Mm-hmm. Um, just this past Saturday, I was able to hang out with a bunch of the youth and we, a widow needed help in our, in our fellowship. And so we went over to her house and hung out and helped her and, um, just hung around and loved on her and she loved on us. And, you know, some of, some of the most, uh, just loving, compassionate and just servants of all servants are some widows that I know. Uh, we have, we have quite a few in our congregation and they are just powerhouses of ministry. And so God bless, God bless you girls and, and guys and widowers in our body. Uh, the Lord loves you guys and, and we do too. So, um, if you, if you know anybody who's struggling through that or living in that season of life, give them a big old hug and, and step up and step out and help them out with anything they might need. James, what else is going on today? What else is going on today, Shane? We are almost five minutes into the program and my heart is warm. One of the most exciting things I do during the week amongst the other 452, is hanging out with you guys. I actually oh. love doing this. I really do. I love that you guys, and well, I sort of invited myself, but I love that you've welcomed me into this podcast because uh, it's it's fun to sit here and cut up a little bit and then also talk about serious subjects and get into scripture and then even interacting with our listeners. I, I love that. We've got right. listeners all over. We have an international audience that has been verified because someone wrote in from Canada. And yes, we do consider <laughs> Canada to be international. I can say that because my roots are from Canada. Um, but anyway, we, we have now with syndication folks in Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, and with Spotify, it's all over. So if you would like to share a thought or comment or question with us, please do so. Pastors live at the rev.fm. We would love to hear yeah. from you. Hey, we are in our reading as well. Cause one of the things we also like to do is answer any Bible questions or questions, uh, about Christianity that you guys might have. But today in our reading, before we get to any comments or questions, we want to make sure everybody knows that the Word of God is the the central part, right? That's 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 our anchor. Jesus is our anchor, and the Word of God points to Jesus. And the psalmist says that the Word, uh, he hides in his heart that he might not sin against you. And that's what we want to do here and promote here on the Rev. Uh, today in Proverbs 19, in chapter 19, verses 15 and 16, really quick, it says, Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and a lazy person will suffer hunger. One who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but one who is careless of conduct will die. Man, um, what a good, good reminder it is to be diligent and to not be lazy and to put your hands on the plow and be disciplined in our lives, man. Because I'll tell you what, Gary and I were kind of chit-chatting before before the show. And, you know, this next generation, this current generation um, of, of our culture is struggling with laziness, man. And we are. Uh, entitlement and laziness. And it's a temptation that can overtake us if we let it. And so... Um, you know, I don't want to get too theological or or deep or whatever, but I just want to give a, a strong encouragement. Man, don't be afraid to work hard. Don't be afraid to be the first guy to show up and the last guy to leave. Don't be afraid to be faithful in all that you do, whether you're at school, you're at work, you're in the ministry, what you're in the ministry, whatever you do, uh, do is unto the Lord and and work hard at it because uh, what what a man 
sows, he will reap, right? And so that's a, just a good encouragement for you today. Pastor James, you look like you have some questions that you want to read for us today. Oh, I had some questions I want to send into Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. <laughs> and I have some comments, but I'll save those for email. Uh, it's a lot safer to do that anonymously without people identifying who I am. Uh, just kidding. Okay, so we do actually have a, a question that comes in from Mary from Idaho Falls, Idaho. Hey, a local listener. I love that. Yeah. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. Mary asks, do pets or animals go to heaven? I would like to think so. Pastor Shane, I'll let you start out. Sweet. I'll start out and stir the waters. Um, <laughs> we're probably going to have some differences of opinions, but that's all they are is opinions. I want to say this first is we don't know. We don't know. Scripture does not give us a clear indication that pets that have pets or animals that have died um, here on the earth will be 100% in heaven. But scripture does give us clear indication that animals will be in heaven. What that looks like, I don't know. We see the four creatures in Revelation. We know that horses will be in heaven. We know that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth that are joined together. So there will be a, a new harmony of creation. So there will definitely be animals in heaven. Um, but our animals, I don't believe so. And here is why, um, God did not promise animals eternal life. There's nowhere in scripture that says God has promised animals eternal life. And here's the other thing. God did not make animals in his image. God wants us to be with him in heaven. We have the image of God. We were uh, God's special creation that he He desired a relationship with us. And so, um, you know, that's this is my opinion based off of scripture. The point of scripture is to point humanity towards, towards Jesus. Um, but here's the other thing, how I want to end this, is that that doesn't mean that we won't still have joy in heaven, that we won't have new opportunities in heaven. Heaven awaits us, and I have no... I have no clue what's going on, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be wanting to play with my dog that died like 10 years ago. I'm going to be wanting to worship the creator of the universe. And when I stand face to face with God Almighty in eternity, I'm probably not going to be focused on too much more, (laughs) but that's just me. Well, you just said you wanted to end it. So I guess we're moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Pastor James, Gary, get in this, man. Okay. So... Here's one, and of I don't before before. Sorry, I don't mean that in a in a blunt or rude way. That's just that's just what I believe. Yeah, scripture yeah. scripture points to. So here's what I am going to share first. I'm going to preface it with this: I have known a couple of cats that will not be in heaven, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be the judge of you know anyone's eternal destiny. But I do know that these cats. Um, I don't know. I could just like smell the barbecue. I mean, these cats are evil. Um, so yeah, pastors live at the rev.fm. That's Pastor James who made Barbecue that stupid comment. <laughs> so here's the thing. God gave us dominion over the planet, over the plants, over the animals. And there are some animals that we know that we develop relationships with, you know, like a good, almost like a good buddy. I mean, not as close as a human relationship, um, but there is emotion connected to that. And we believe in a God who uh, is kind and loving. And so in that, it wouldn't quite make sense to me in my finite mind that God would allow that the depth of relationship that can happen between uh, people and animals 
to just be obliterated. Now, this is, again is an opinion. We do know that there will be animals in the new earth, and God is so amazing in his design of everything. Uh, but I was just reading a little blurb here from Hank Hanegraaff where he shares, um, finally, we cannot say for certain that the pets we enjoy today will be resurrected in eternity. I'm not willing to preclude the possibility. Some of the keenest thinkers from C.S. Lewis to Peter Kreeft are not only convinced that animals in general, but pets in particular will be restored in the resurrection. So all we can really do is speculate. It's always dangerous right. to build a theological argument on speculation, but we can use reason to look at God's design to speculate. It is possible. So it's not a, it's right. not a hard and fast truth. But we do have the ability to at least say, God is a God of love. Why wouldn't he? Again, God's sovereign. It's up to him. But there is the possibility, yes. Um, we we like uh, Ken Ham and the answers in Genesis, right? So a good article that you can read to get kind of more information on this is answersingenesis.org. And uh, the the title is "Do Animals Go to Heaven When They Die?" And it's a great it's a great little article. I was skimming over it before we kind of answered this. And you know, just like James was saying, most most every person who wants in on this, um, it's it's more speculation, mere speculation, because we we again we don't have the answer. We don't know, but mm-hmm. we do know for a fact that there will be animals in heaven. That's the only thing we do know. Yeah. So that's that's. Well, I guess it wasn't as much of a heated argument as I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, James, what did you like in the reading today? We were talking about Proverbs earlier. Anything that you've been enjoying in Acts in the last couple of days in, in Isaiah? Boy, that's a great question, Shane. Uh, let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you, I actually have been enjoying Acts. Yeah. And the reason I've been enjoying Acts is because it, it follows the journey, the transformation of Paul. And when you see this transformation of a man who was bent on destroying people who called on the name of the Lord, and it said the people who followed the way, he would, he would uh, imprison them, he would uh, oversee their death, their execution, and then he became the biggest champion of Scripture and the gospel. So one of the things, about two, two things. Number one, I look at where my life was before Christ, and then I see where he's brought me. And I appreciate that there's that common thread from the sands of, you know, from the beginning of time, that common thread of God transforming lives. Jesus Christ coming into someone's life, encountering them face first, and they accept him and he enters in. Jesus said, if I knock at the door and if anyone opens the door, I'll come in and dine with him and he with me. Jesus wants relationship with you. He wants that community, that interpersonal community. The God of the universe isn't so far out of reach. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. And in that, he loves you right where you're at, but he loves you enough to guide you and change you and mold you and purge the sin from your life, purge those old habits and make you into something incredibly beautiful and new and productive for his kingdom to share that joy with the world. I love seeing that transformation of Paul. But in that, it also encourages me because sometimes I come across people who in my opinion, seem to be very vile, seem to be God-haters, seem to just, you know, have this detest, detestable, uh, you know, a view of Christians. And I think, man, there's nothing I can do. Wait a minute. They're just like anybody else who's before Christ. Who are they that, that I should judge them and withhold the good news? 
Paul was having people executed for their faith. And these people that I run across that I think are vile because they hate us or whatever, that's so wrong of me because it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And when we were God's enemies, that's when he sent Jesus to pay the price in full for our sin. If God loved me enough to send Jesus to die and pay the price for my sin, which is horrific, and then he did that for the rest of the world, why why would I withhold that good news from other people? Because God can change any heart. Paul's life, as you read in Acts, is a testament to that. My life, if you if you have time to hear my story, is a testament to that. Shane, he's got a great story. And in fact, his story is available, not to not to tout my podcast or anything, but if you listen to Culture Crux on, on Spotify or Apple Podcast, Pastor Shane shares his story and it is amazing. It's amazing how God goes into the darkest realm of a person's soul and says, I love you. Will you enter into relationship with me? And so to answer your question, that's what I love about Acts, watching the transformation of the Holy Spirit in someone's life when they encounter Jesus. And it's not just a story about Paul. It's a story about how God enters into the darkness and transforms lives. Yeah, it's the birth of the church, right? It is. how, How the Holy Spirit, how God is falling on the lives of those who who believe in him, right? I've been enjoying um, the new covenant. You know, you were talking a little bit about not being partial towards others in God's love. And I love that because we've kind of been going through that in Acts. You know, the Jews and the Gentiles, uh, they didn't exactly get along very well in the beginning. And I love how the Holy Spirit directs Peter to to kind of push this this movement of this is over. God is not partial to mankind and he, he wants his love to be available to all. And I love that because it goes from the old covenant to the new covenant. And I am so thankful we are under the new covenant. And, you know, it, it's, we've been talking a lot about abiding and how Jesus says abide in John 15. And man, the, the church decides to tell the Gentiles that, um, I'm just going to read it in Acts chapter 15, starting in verse 19. Uh, It says, therefore, it is my judgment that we do not cause trouble for those from the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them that they abstain from things contaminated by idols, from acts of sexual immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from blood. I I love that. They they don't want to put the Gentiles under a bunch of new rules and regulations. They just want them to enjoy their relationship with God. But there still are guidelines. There still is rules in our our relationship with God, right? And those rules are to protect us. And I I love reading that verse as a Gentile, looking at that going, you know what? Yeah, um, I need to keep myself from idolatry. I need to keep myself from, from worshiping other things rather than God and elevating them above the creator who loves me and gave his life for me and then also um, to to keep my body pure right to keep my body pure and not defile it with things the things of this world and uh, want want and pleasures and lust right because um, that just that that slows down 
the work of the Lord in our lives when we are just, um, when we say we believe, but we have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, so to speak, right? And so um, I'd encourage anyone today, we are out of time, but as we kind of wrap up this program, if you are uh, listening in and maybe you've been um, convicted by some of these things that we're talking about, man, uh, the Lord is just right behind you. He is never far from you. He is open wide arms right behind you and wants you to just turn around and jump into his loving arms. And so if you've had one foot in the world and one foot uh, kind of in the in the church, so to speak, um, just jump in. You, you can't serve two masters. It's going to tear you apart, man. And so serve the good master, the good shepherd, the one who laid down his life for you and loves you, um, the one who will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is Jesus Christ. That is our Savior. So God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to talk to us and, and hear your questions live, it's Pastors Live, the Rev.FN. We will see you later. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast.